Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, let's talk rugby now and just try and get more clarity on the announcement this week that the British and Irish Lions tour to South Africa later this year um, will go ahead or they're planning that the tour goes ahead. Uh, but we just wanted to get more details from somebody who's been close to the action and the Cape Sports editor Ashfaq Mohammed joins us on the line. Good evening, Ashfaq, and thanks again for being able to speak to us tonight. Hi, good evening, Tabisa. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Ashfaq. W- what is your understanding of the statement? Is it confirmation that the tour is definitely going ahead or is it a statement of intent? Statement of intent, Tabisa. The tour is not yet going ahead. Okay. What, it, what it means is that it won't be happening in the UK or Australia or anywhere else. Yeah. What, what it means is that if the, if the tour does take place, it will take place in South Africa. That, that we know of. But the finality of that, even the dates... The schedule, because, you know, uh, initi- the initial schedule was an eight-match tour, uh, which included the, the provincial games as well. Mm. That is also in doubt at the moment. There's been talk of perhaps adding a fourth test uh, instead of having the provincial games. So, yeah, there's uh, still a lot of things up in the air at the moment. Yes, and I saw on IOL today that, uh, that, that you guys are even talking about them being in a bubble. Yes. That's that's the other issue uh, at hand. Um, you know, with the COVID-19, we don't know. There's talk of a third wave coming soon. Um, you know, our vaccination rollout program uh, has only been restricted to health workers up to now so far uh, in, in South Africa. So, you know, uh, how that's going to pan out also, we don't know. I mean, hopefully we do escape a third wave, you know, because things have been going reasonably well uh, over the last month or so. Uh, and the numbers aren't looking that bad. But, uh, you know, uh, Easter's coming up. That's potentially a super spreader weekend, uh, as we've seen with, with other uh, um, big weekends in the past. So, yeah, so all that uncertainty uh, 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 has resulted in that kind of statement, you know, where they can't say for definite how many games is it a bio bubble. One way of, of, of dealing with the third wave and restricting access is to have the bio bubble, perhaps in 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 Gauteng, you know, because there's um, there's two or three huge venues there and world class venues. Although we we unsure at the moment, even if fans would be allowed. Oh, like they've done with the cricket. So basically, instead of going around the country, they can stay yes. in one province. Yes, because you know, if if you're not going to have spectators at the ground, then what's actually the point, you know, of of then playing at different venues around around the country? Although, you know, it would be nice to have them. The, say at Cape Town Stadium, you know, where, yeah. uh, that's where they were playing Cape Town, um, uh, and and perhaps FNB Stadium in 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 Gauteng. So yeah, uh, the, that is up in the air. But I mean, if you're not going to have fans in, you might as well play in a bio bubble. So if I understand you correctly, Ashfaq, the Lions are saying we want to come, but South Africa must make it happen. Well, effectively, that 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 is that is the case because I think the the Lions, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it sounded uh, such a sure bet that it would be happening in the UK. But I, I think that, that the government perhaps hasn't given it, uh, given them the support that they required. You know, there's a vaccine rollout happening in the UK as well. A lot of uh, issues there too. So, so I think, you know, they, they needed to make a call at some stage. And I think that time has come now. So that is why they've now thrown a line under the sand in terms of it has to take place in South Africa, nowhere else. So now it's basically up to South Africa if it can happen, you know. But uh, there's so many factors that's out of SA Rugby's hands, mm. government's hands, you know. It's just if the numbers go up, the numbers go up, you know. People hopefully will continue to behave as they have over the last month or so, you know. That is why our numbers have come down significantly. 
And so, so, so from what you've heard, how, how, how do the talks sound like between SA Rugby and government? I read in the statement, they mentioned government a few times. It seems like they are progressing well. Yeah, no, uh, SA Rugby would definitely need, uh, need government support, you know. Firstly, to, to allow travellers from, from the UK and Ireland, that is going to be the first issue, getting them here. Uh, you now clearing the, the, uh, the passage there for them to land at our temple. And then in terms of bio-bubble security, we're going to need security in terms of that, making sure there's no breaches there. We saw the England cricket tour recently. Um, there was uh, supposedly one breach with a hotel worker where they were staying uh, at a hotel in Newlands. And even though I don't think the English team had any COVID cases because of that, they still decided not to play any, any further matches, you know, halfway through the tour. So you don't want that kind of situation coming up again. So, so that will require certainly government intervention. I read last week that uh, SA Rugby had applied for half capacity at least for 50% of fans to be able to attend. Is that your understanding also? That is my understanding, but I can't see it happening, to be honest, to be so, because, you know, we haven't had any crowds in our stadiums up to now for, mm-hmm. for any other sport, you know. So for now, suddenly, the clearance we made, and I guess uh, that is another issue that, that they're asking government to, to help them with, because, you know, it's such a big money spinner, even if you can just get half a, half a stadium back there. Uh, you know, with social distancing and whatever at, at, at our bigger uh, our World Cup venues that we had in the past. So if, if that can happen, that can really help boost the, the, the tour and everything. But um, if, if that can't happen, then, um, you know, then the financial viability of this whole thing is going to be in question. Oh, so so they need the fans to make this this happen because of the financial implications. I yes, guess. yes, yes. Because you know, I doubt that there will be any British fans allowed to to fly over as well. You know, mm. and we know with the Lions tour, there's usually a huge travelling party going with him to to every match. So if that's not going to happen, you can must have at least have the locals involved here. And also now, regarding tickets, is SA Rugby stand still the same on the refunds? Because we've had a lot of people over the past few weeks asking us about the refund policy. Yeah, look, at the moment, as it stands, uh, the refund policy is still there. But now, uh, you know, it depends on whether there's going to be that 50% allowed or 20% allowed. I would imagine that there would have to be a new ticket uh, process uh, uh, taking place. You know, mm. they can't just sort of decide, okay, 20% of those people who got tickets must now get you know, um, how do you decide who must get? So, so I yeah. think that that sort of uh, ticket lottery would have to happen again if if there are any percentage of fans allowed. What about playing matters now, Ashfaq? Are there no concerns that the box will be rusty considering they haven't played since winning the World Cup in 2019? Yeah, look, as as a team, Tabisa, certainly there's issues around that, but there will be at least one, if not two, warm-up tests before the Lions tour. Um, uh, I know that they're going to play uh, the USA, uh, wherever they play them, whether it's here, although now we know it will be in South Africa because they're not going to go to the UK. And there's a possibility that either Scotland or Japan could could, could be the other uh, opponents for the Springboks before they play. So there will be some sort of games beforehand. But of course, the players themselves, they're playing for their franchises at the moment, mm. not only in this preparation cup, but the Rainbow Cup. Uh, which is against uh, the Northern Hemisphere teams that's going to start in mid or late April. So certainly the players individually should be match fit, so they won't be a concern there. So then that would be the difference than what happened last year when they didn't want to go to the Tri-Nations? Because now they're playing some matches at least. 
Yes, the rugby yes, championship. Yeah, 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 because you see, the last year rugby championship was such a difficult situation, a lot of uncertainty in terms of whether they can travel or not, and then suddenly at the last moment uh, it was cleared, but then the, the players weren't ready, you know, they weren't match fit, uh, hardly uh, uh, any physical condition in terms of pre-season, you know, so it was just such a difficult situation, and, and that was certainly the right call at the time. And what do you make of how SA Rugby has just navigated this and the challenges caused by COVID to try and make this tour happen? Yeah, you know, it's such a uh, difficult scenario, you know. It's, it's something that they would have never had to doubt with before, like all of us, you know, in this in this pandemic, uh, something that, that we never faced before. So they're trying their best, you know. They've they've got it right on most occasions, some issues not, you know, like, like I felt uh, the scheduling of, of, of the Curry Cup in the heart of summer was really tricky, you know, and we saw the, the game suffered. The standard of rugby was really poor at the time. Um, you know, it's just because it was just too hot and our players aren't used to playing uh, in, in, in December and January. So, so so that really affected the performances. But at least they got some show on the road, you know. The show must go on. And at least there were some games and some competitions. So so certainly in that regard, the, the players were kept busy. Unfortunately, no fans were allowed. Yeah, and just from a financial point of view, not playing a game since winning the World Cup, do you have any understanding of how this would have affected Saro financially? <laughs> yeah, you can't even put it into numbers how this would have affected <laughs> them financially. Not playing, I mean, you can play up to, what, 13, 14 tests per year, and the Springboks were the world champions, so coming off that, you know, it's huge financial implications there. I mean, just in terms of the domestic game, and uh, I don't know if that included the box, but this rugby spoke about 1.2 billion rand that they needed to sort of cut out of their budget because uh, just not that money wasn't coming in. You know, so that led to a lot of uh, contracts being terminated and others being lowered and, you know, all those kinds of things. Um, and, and people taking pay cuts. I know employees at SRHP themselves also took pay cuts. So, you know, that is just uh, across the board in the rugby fraternity. Ashwak, just while I have you on the line, we're going to speak to the to we're going to talk Paralympics next. And I know you've been covering a lot yeah. of of athletics and you've been following Wade. What did you make of his uh, of his performance yesterday, uh, on Tuesday in Porsche? I think it was twenty six four. Yeah, twenty six four. Yeah, no, very impressive for the first run to be so. You know, he's been out for a long time. He's been battling with injuries. We we know what happened in the touch rugby game, and yeah. since then he just hasn't been quite the same. But I think towards the end of of last year, he got a few races in here and there. You know, and that sort of gave him the confidence. And now he's had more time uh, to to fully prepare another three four months. You know, to be totally hundred percent fit. And I think he just looks in great shape, you know. Um, I know in the past, even when he won gold in Rio, mm. he spoke about how he had some concerns with his hammy on the day of the race and those kind of things. And for me, he just looks a bit stronger, you know, a bit wiser, a bit older. And, and he knows what he needs to do to get to that point again. I mean, he's determined to, to break the world record, become the first man to run a sub-43, 400 meters. And if anybody can do it, it's right. He's, he's done it, I mean, to break Michael Johnson's record uh, the last time. So so they, he's determined to do it. And, and, and for the start of the season, that was a really good run. So is he going for the double in Tokyo? Yeah. You know, I just wrote a story today in our papers and on IOL about whether... You know, that is feasible. I think he can do it because the scheduling works out, although it would be tight at the Olympics. You would have to run something like six races in five days, you know, across 200 and 400. But it certainly can be done. Uh, I think the big question mark for him will be to get that speed up 
uh, in the 200 meters. And, and you know, he's, he's trying to get to America now to train with the world champion in the mm-hmm. 200, Noah Lyles, and, and he's coached there. So, so if he can get to America and, and get a two or three months training now before the Olympics and build up that speed, that, that is going to be the big thing for him because I think to win the 200 uh, Olympic gold, you need to run a new South African record. So something like 19.50 or something like that, you know, and his personal base is 19.84. So he would need to save about three tenths of a second of his, of his personal base. And I know you wrote a story. Do you know why he hasn't left yet? Um, he's waiting for clearance documents. I have spoken to his agent, uh, Piet van Sale. So, you know, with the whole COVID situation, mm. South Africans aren't uh, allowed to fly to the U.S. at the moment. Oh, okay. But, of course, he's now made a special sort of uh, application. So he's, he's just awaiting on that at the moment. Okay, thanks, Ashfaq. Thank you for the update. Thank you for okay. speaking to us on SAFM. A pleasure, man. Thanks, thanks, Nabisha. Thanks, guys. Do read his stuff on iol.co.za. Also, uh, also does appear in the Star uh, newspaper some of his story there. Ashfaq Muhammad, who covers a lot of rugby as well as um, athletics, has been following weight now for the past couple of months. I've seen uh, some of his pieces there, keeping us updated with the progress of our 400-meter Olympic champion and world record holder. And talking about the, the Tokyo Games, we're going to find out how our, our team in the Paralympics is preparing, how they're preparing are going for the Tokyo Games later this year.